this is the Chi Chi Podcast, a podcast for everything and anything for all Sydney Swans fans. Hello, hello, and welcome to this very first Swans podcast. Uh, been tossing this up for a little while now, and since the season has got back underway, uh, I thought I'd give it a crack. First time ever recording anything like this podcast or whatever, so uh, if it sounds very basic, I do apologise, but um, yeah, well, welcome to the first Swans podcast. Not sure what to call it, what it's going to be, whether it's going to be a weekly uh, round-by-round round sort of thing, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm your host. Uh, give you a bit of a background. Uh, I've been in the AFL industry up in Sydney for almost 10 years now in various different roles. I've worked for Champion Data for five years, uh, but before COVID, uh, no longer working with them, and now in a different uh, sports media role up in, up in Sydney now, flying the Sydney Swans flag as, as best as I can. So uh, we'll get straight into the thick of things. Uh, no, we don't waste time here. So round one, Sydney Swans defeat the Gold Coast Suns by 49 points in humid and slippery conditions up on the Gold Coast. I think for the first performance of 2023, I don't think you could ask for much more than this. It was comprehensive. The Suns they fought back in late in the first quarter after we got a five-goal head start on them with Buddy kicking a couple of early goals. Uh, they looked all right going into the second quarter. They got the first goal there, but all, all after that, it was, just, it was all swans. We, we really put the foot down. We showed our class. We showed our experience, our composure uh, throughout the rest of the game, and it, and it showed. So it was, it was a really good performance first up after, obviously, the grand final defeat. Uh, a lot of people writing us off saying, you know, oh, are they going to be scarred? Are they going to be doing this? Are they going to be doing that? Uh, tipping us to miss the eight, Cal, Toomey, Twomey, whatever your name is. Uh, uh, we won't forget that. The only AFL.com.au uh, pundit to have us outside of the eight, but that's no surprise coming from him. He doesn't mind seeing the Swans downfall, but uh, well, the Swans will prove him wrong. Uh, again this year. Uh, we'll delve into a, a few of the stats here now, just quickly. Plus, oh, it was about plus 51 disposals, plus 20 inside 50s. Our disposal efficiency was was far greater, and edging near 70%, in which in those conditions is, is pretty good. Uh, once we got inside 50, we scored more than half uh, of our entries going in. Stoppages. Obviously, we're going to lose the hitouts, Pete Latham, so I'm a big fan of his, but not many people are going to beat Jared Witts uh, in the hitout department. Clearances will minus seven, which I get a few Swans fans would probably be um, disappointed with that number, but for me personally, I'm not I'm not too disappointed with that. I think with the clearances, the Gold Coast Suns midfield, you got to remember, they are a very talented midfield. You've got Took Miller, you've got... Noah Anderson, you got Matt Real. You know, those those are very good players uh, in and around the clearances. So the minus seven, I'm not too disappointed about because once the Suns did get the ball and they did get those clearances, you would think more often than not, the Swans' pressure and the Swans' trust in those further down the line to halve the contest won out a lot more. Um, so that's just, you know, I'm not too disappointed with that. I'm more happy 
and I guess joyed by the fact that despite losing those clearances, we still won the game by a huge margin. And after the grand final loss, it seems like nothing nothing has changed in terms of what got us to the grand final. The system, the trusting of our players, of each other, and I'm looking forward to seeing that continue to develop and continue to strengthen throughout the 2023 season. Um, contested possessions, minus six. Um, again, not not too fussed about that. What I am happy about, and you know, this really catches the eye, is plus 55 in uncontested possessions. So once we got the ball, you know, in, in those conditions as well, it's tough um, for uncontested possessions to come by. But the fact that we were plus 55 just showed how well we adapted to the conditions and we played to conditions uh, really nicely as well. Uh, once we got the ball, we tried not to get rid of it, uh, whether that's just short kicks around or taking better options further down the ground. Uh, playing to the conditions, just want to touch on the. There were a few times that the Swans players just really forced the ball forward at every opportunity, and it led to a goal. Um, two times I can think of. The first time was Buddy Franklin. Might again, both of these opportunities were in the first or third quarter, could because we were kicking to the right of screen. Um, we really yeah. So first time was Buddy punting it forward uh, off the deck, and it led to a goal. And the second time was in the middle of the ground, Callum Mills uh, with a soccer, and I believe it was a Chad Warner handball, uh, which led to a goal as well. So I didn't see too much of that last year. Maybe that's just because we didn't play a lot of uh, football in conditions like that. But I'm really keen to see whether that's a new um, strategy from us going forward this year, whether that's just a if it's in the middle of the ground, sort of, you know, near our forward 50, whether we just try and get the ball inside 50 and trust our forwards to lay the tackle, lay the pressure on if the opposition gets to the ball first and force repeat stoppages uh, inside 50 because it really worked for us on Saturday night against the Suns. Obviously, we will come up against better opposition, better defences in the weeks to come, but... um, that's one to keep an eye out for going forward. Uh, what else? Plus 34 marks, plus 9 uh, marks inside 50. Again, uh, just taking better options going forward and around the ground. It, it, that's what those stats really show. Uh, what else? Plus 24 in tackles, considering how much more of the ball we had. is Again, that just comes down to work rate and desire, which the Swans... Really, again, from the last bit of last year, obviously, grand final aside, just shows that um, when when we are on, there's not many teams that can go toe for toe with us and come out on top. So uh, that's a really good sign going into, uh, especially this weekend against Hawthorne. Uh, yeah, we'll, look, we'll delve into a little bit of the play stats now. Jake Lloyd, I want to touch on first, 100% disposal efficiency at 28 with 28 disposals and a goal. That That's unreal in those conditions. And Dane Rampey wasn't too far behind on 84% with 25 disposals. Um, them two just coming out of out of the back line, he just felt safe. Dane Rampey back to his back to his best. Um, you know, probably the last game where he really had this stamp on the game or authority on the game 
was 2020 at the SCG against Hawthorne in, in the wet where he broke his hand and he played the game out with a broken hand. He was just everywhere. Where As soon as the ball came forward, he would either nullify the contest or he would be the one getting the ball out. And I think Aves just doesn't seem to be catching up within touch wood. Uh, but hopefully that's a sign of things to come uh, for this year. Our wingman, Dylan Stevens, Justin McInerney, again, early signs are that they've gone to another level this year and that's a very good sign for us. Both incredible work rates getting up and down the ground, especially Dylan Stevens. Uh, you know, I get, we saw it at times last year where at the last side of defence, he, he would be there. And again, it's continued on this year. A couple times you'd see the sun surging forward. He might not have got the ball, but he was down there as that extra number, as that extra outlet um, if we did get the ball. So those are good signs to see. Logan McDonald, again, uh, speaking of pushing further deep into defense, he you saw it in the Carlton preseason game at Blacktown, and you saw it again here, where that's the Sam Reed sort of role that he's playing pushing forward as an outlet for a mark and getting deep into defense. He plays that role really well because he does end up taking a couple marks each game pretty much on the goal line just about. So um, leaving Buddy Franklin and Hayden McLean further up the ground to uh, contest those contests where the long kick does come out. Peter Adams, I think, did really well for the time he played. He didn't play the last quarter, uh, subbed out. No injury concern, I believe. So, 20 touches, a couple of nice handballs over the bat, putting his trust into teammates. Whether that's something they've worked on in the preseason, but it worked a few times. It didn't work a couple times, but I'm looking forward to seeing that happen. Um, you know, as, as an around-the-round Gruckman, he, he is really, really good. So, he's going to have Ned Reeves and Lewis Meek to deal with this upcoming weekend against the Hawks. Both of those guys... Not superb around the ground, so maybe that's an area where, where Laddams and the Swans uh, coaches can target that we can really get on top in the middle of the ground is is through Peter Laddams. So uh, looking forward to seeing him uh, continue to, to play well throughout the season. Callum Mills, uh, not in terms of numbers, not his greatest game, but he still had a huge impact, got a goal, had a hand in a couple of others. It was interesting to see after the game, he really favour his left hand. Um, he, his right hand, he was sort of hiding away, only giving high fives and, and whatnot with his left hand. So uh, hopefully that's not an issue going forward. Hopefully there's no more damage um, given to it throughout the coming weeks because, you know, we obviously want to play with a fit team and a miss Callum Mills for uh, three or four weeks when it was preventable would uh, not, not be too good. Uh, the McCartan brothers, again, outstanding, I thought. Tom McCutton was a bit shaky with disposal by foot a couple of times, uh, which led to potential goal-scoring opportunities for the Suns. But as we know, Tom McCutton to do, if he makes a mistake, he makes up for it straight away. Uh, one of those times where he did lose the ball near the the 50-meter uh, mark for the Suns. The Suns play got the ball. Tommy chased him down, got the holding the ball decision and won the ball back straight away. So... That's what I love about our players is they make a mistake, they make up, they try to make up for it, and most of the time do make up for it straight away. Uh, Brady Campbell, I thought, did a really good job. Uh, him and Ollie Florent as those small defenders, small rebounding defenders. Um, you know, I think he's going to take his game to another level. 
Oh, this year, Braden Campbell, he's got an absolute left foot on him. Hopefully, throughout the year, he can use it. You know, uh, op- opposition players not paying attention. He can unload for 55 and really hurt you. So, looking forward to that. Isaac Heaney, not his best game. Still got a goal, though. Um, him and Will Haywood could have had you know, probably two, three more goals each. Um, but those games will come for them. They're working hard. They're really playing well early, early season. So, uh, not too much to worry about there. Uh, Hayden McLean, I thought he played well. Clunked a couple of nice marks. And for him and Logan McDonald this week, with Buddy Franklin suspended for the game against the Hawks, he's this is a good opportunity for one or both of them to really make their mark. Um, I'm not sure if James Sisley will go to one of them. Maybe not. Maybe Sisley will go to Heaney. So... This would be a good opportunity for them to really take some marks, get some, you know, three, four goals on the on the sheet. So, um, you know, it's obviously disappointing to have Buddy Franklin out against the Hawks for this week. But I love the fact it provides opportunities for McLean and McDonald to really be that senior key forward and demand, like, you know, demand the space, demand the ball. Uh, and I think that's... a what I'm really looking forward to for the uh, game against the Hawks this Sunday. And then Matty Roberts, the sub, came on, got involved. Uh, I think what his debut, he played pretty much the full game last year against Richmond. only got the one or two touches. But you can see the confidence that the preseason games has really given him. He didn't. Pl- he had 12, 12% time on ground. He he had 11 pressure acts in, in that time, which... Um, if you saw it here, it was in. A, it was pretty much you know sort of around the halfway mark of our team, which in twelve percent time on ground, outstanding. It just shows he's got that confidence. He really wants to be involved now. He laid three tackles, so if one of our midfielders goes down this year, he's the next cab off the rank. And I think, off based off that tiny performance, obviously we you know you want to see it's just a very small sample size, but. If one of our midfielders go down, I've got no qualms with Matty Roberts coming in and doing a job. Um, so really looking forward. He might even start on the ground this week. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. And then last one, Harry Cunningham. You know, a lot of people thought his career was over at the end of last year with Robbie Fox coming back in, uh, taking his spot in the defence. But Cunningham, just re- you know, if the coaches want something to be done, he he gets it done. Uh, he scored a couple goals. Uh, he played well against Carlton in the preseason. He's played well against the Suns, so um, it's his spot to lose for me. He, he, there's not much more that he can be doing. Um, so, yeah, this weekend against the Hawks, SCG, 1.10pm Sunday afternoon. Hopefully it's a bloody unreal day. A uh, bit of sun, bit of, bit of warmth. So, um, as I mentioned before, one out for the Swans will be Buddy Franklin with suspension. So, whether we bring in at all, whether we... Just move Matty Roberts onto the field and play a bit of a smaller forward line. It'll be uh, teams will be named tomorrow, and the teams will be finalised on Friday. So it'll be interesting to see whether you know could Joel Amadi come in, could Lucky McAndrew come in for his debut, uh, and we play Laddams a bit more forward and have McAndrews just in the ruck. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because um, if we go with Laddams and McLean like we did, um, once Laddams goes off the ground, we'll have one key forward in McDonald. So 
it might be a stra- strategy to have that smaller forward line and have Heaney and Haywood playing as those second and third tall forwards while McLean's in the ruck, um, which is a role I, I reckon that they can they can play pretty well. Uh, the Hawks, they're coming off a huge defeat. So Sam Mitchell, he, he will want a response from, from his young side. So Swans, early doors, this is a young Hawthorne team. They get a little bit of confidence early, early on. Who, who knows what can happen? So it'll be important to really shut down that. Um, shut down any hope that they might have early on, like we did against the Suns. Get, get that fast start. Get that nice early lead. And just try and really just not... It sounds a bit harsh, but really just try and destroy their confidence early on. And and, and just go, um, go for another big win, which, you know, percentage will be important as it is every year if you are trying to play finals. So this is a good opportunity for the Swans to really uh, get that edge on the percentage because our next few games are looking very tough. Off the top of my head, we have Melbourne. Uh, we have, I know we have Richmond in the gather round. We have, I think it's it, Port Adelaide. And then I believe we have Geelong as well. So four games against teams who probably, maybe Richmond, it's the only one out of those three teams who you would say probably won't play finals, but even Richmond are 50-50. They've got a very strong team. Melbourne, we know how good they are. Port Adelaide, arguably the best performers of round one, considering what they did to the Brisbane Lions. And then Geelong, obviously the reigning premiers, and it will be the grand final rematch. But uh, they've got a couple injuries, so uh, it's obviously it's still a fair way down the line. So uh, it's all if, if buts and maybes at this stage. The Hawks, as I mentioned earlier on, their rucks, probably their weakest spot with uh, Ned Reeves and new recruit Lloyd Meek coming over from Fremantle. But, you know, they still got some serious weapons at their disposal. James Sisley, 30 touches, 15 marks, playing off half-back. He's one to watch. James Warple, now that Tom Mitchell and Diego Amir have gone, he's back as their sort of number one real in and under midfielder and he got 27 29 touches on the weekend against Essendon Josh Ward he's a nice second year player in the midfield he's one um, you can't really underestimate and obviously Will Day uh, he's got a big uh, career ahead of him uh, off halfback and off the wing yeah he's great great size for a sort of wingman and on the SCG he'll uh, he'll want to just run and run all day I think one potential inclusion for the Hawks is, oh, what's his name? Oh, his name escapes me. I was going to say Dylan Moore, but he has already he played last week, I believe. Um, it's a, it's another. Yeah, look, the name the name escapes me, but there is a inclusion, uh, and a pretty big one for them as well. So. Uh, John Newcomb, another one. We all remember his debut against the Swans at SCG a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, from that one game, he loves playing at SCG. So to try and they try and nullify this midfield that they have, which is still pretty decent. Uh, again, like I said earlier, try and get on top early, destroy their confidence, and really just make sure at three quarter time that they're you know they're not within striking distance because they they will believe. Chad Wingard, he's another one who will be out for the... Oh, I think, yeah, he will be out for the Hawks uh, with a calf injury. 
he always seems to play well against the Swans. So that's a that's a good uh, good out for the Swans. But obviously they still have Luke Bruce, who scored a couple of goals. He's still always at his dangerous best. Um, Harry Morrison, he's the one. He's the one who's going to be coming in for the Hawks. So uh, they lose Chad Wingard. They gain Harry Morrison. So they will be without uh, Mitch Lewis, their best key forward. So, yeah, the Hawks, they're a couple of key injuries to them. It'll be an interesting match to watch on Sunday, but hopefully the Swans do get on top. Uh, yeah, you'd think the only change for the Swans would be Buddy Franklin out. Uh, in most likely at this stage, it looks like Matty Roberts and then someone else as the sub. Could be Angus Sheldrick. Um, but yeah, so that'll do us for the first first Swans podcast. If you have any thoughts or feedback, whether I say um or obviously too much, <laughs> uh, please let me know. Uh, all feedback is good feedback. So not sure if this is going to be a weekly thing. Obviously, do have work and, and, and you know a, a family life, so. I'll try and do this when I can, if the demand is there. Um, yeah, we'll just, we'll just see how it goes. If uh, We'll just see how it goes. So uh, it's been great to get this out of the way. And uh, cheer, cheer.